diving into the book of James over the next few weeks, and I, I just can't wait. Um, let's read this together. I think we got it up on the screen. We got it ready? All right. One, two, three. For as the body, apart from the spirit, is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Father God, we thank you for your word this morning. Um, we thank you for this day. God, I pray, my prayer is always this, that we would walk away from this room different as a result of being with your uh, brother, uh, sons and daughters tonight, uh, those that are called by your name, that have, have, are following you. You are here in this place, God, and we just, we just pray this morning and believe that your word will touch us and change us. In your mighty name we pray, amen and amen. You can be seated. All right, so really, I'm, I'm barely preaching this morning. I'm, I'm just going to do a light introduction to this series that we're going to be jumping into. I've, I've wanted, this is one of those series that I've wanted to do probably, um, you know, for 20 years. I, I never did it in youth ministry. I was a youth pastor, for those that you don't know, for, for almost two decades. And um, I just, I've, I've taught, you know, verses and chunks of the book of James before, but I've never gone through the whole book. And so we're going to start... Um, uh, next week, really, uh, this series called uh, the series called "This Changes Everything" and dive into the Book of James. And I'm, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm always pumped about uh, what we're uh, going into around here. But um, I'm excited about this. But I want to start with a story. The craziest thing happened to me. This was several years ago. I was serving as a security guard. Don't, you know, if, if you know me well, don't get me started on security guard stories because I can go for a long time. Um, but I was, I was serving as a security guard control operator in uh, the, the City Place Plaza. Um, I've talked about this place before. It's this multi-million dollar uh, facility with several clients in the building. Um, I think it had 42, 42 stories um, on high-rise complex, including maybe the most well-known one, the national headquarters for 7-Eleven. Any Slurpee fans in the place this morning? Um, the, the, the benefit of this is the only uh, 7-Eleven store in the nation at the time anyways, I suppose it still is, that wasn't connected to a gas station. It was in the, the bottom of this fancy, you know, marble and... and stone uh, high-rise facility. And it was also, surprisingly enough, their highest market one. It was selling more than any of their gas station stores. And, and I don't know, I guess the uh, high-level executives you know, need their Slurpees. But um, what was great for us security guards is that at the night, they had the test kitchen. So all of the uh, products that will make its way to the store, the test items, they would test them out you know, at the store. And if they didn't test well, they gave them all the rest of them to the security officers. So we had free sandwiches and Slurpee flavors that nobody else wanted, which were sometimes interesting, but we ate them anyways. Um, so anyways, that's, that's what I'm talking about, City Place Plaza. Um, and uh, as such, the building, it was a fantastic, fun, kind of fun place to, to work in. Um, it was host to several high-end parties on the top floor. If you're, you had an event on the top floor, it was usually top dollar. There was either people wearing, you know, tuxedos and fancy dresses, or they were ready to party. And um, so one night, I, I remember Deanna, who also worked there for a time before I did, um, she ran into MC Hammer. Some of you know him. He's too legit to quit. Um, <laughs> and, you know, so we'd, we'd run into these, you know, big name people that were going up to the 42nd uh, uh, floor to, um, you know, have a party. So anyhow... One night while I was working the evening shift, um, I, I got on an elevator and I pushed the button 
and uh, I was going to the top floor. I really, I really wasn't, I was kind of on a break. Um, I was uh, going to just kind of walk around the, the building. I was a control operator, so I was kind of stuck in the room with all the computer screens and uh, the, the, the video cameras. And so every once in a while, I was on a break, I'd just go for a walk. And I was going to check out the, the party that was happening on the top floor that night. And so I got in the elevator and I pushed the button. And as the door opened, I'm ascending, it goes up, stops on the main level, and former President Obama gets in the elevator with me. And I'm like, you know, whoa, this is, this is, this is kind of big, you know, MC Hammer's big, but <laughs> this is kind of a different level, right? Uh, he, he, he walks in the elevator. There was no one talking on the wrist, no, no heavy duty secret service anywhere that I could see, just a few of us in the elevator. So that's kind of odd too. And it was bizarre. And what was more bizarre is that Tom Brady was also in the elevator, walked in at the same time with us. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just like, what is going on? This is kind of crazy. Um, I, 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 we still have 24 floors to go. I really don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and you know, even in a high-end like, place like this, this is, this is kind of odd to just run into President Obama and there's no secret service around. What, what's going on? But then things got even crazier. And I kid you not, we stopped at another floor and Michael Jackson gets on the elevator. You know. <laughs> and that's when I went, something is not right here. Um, and what was happening is there was a costume party happening on the top floor. <laughs> and, you know, I should have known when Tom Brady was wearing a football uniform in the elevator, you know, <laughs> or when... Uh, President Obama's hands were a little bit paler than you would expect, <laughs> um, you know, and when Michael Jackson got on, I, I was like, no, you can't fool me. You guys are going to a costume party, right? That's what y'all are doing. And some of you are thinking, man, this was going somewhere and it's just not now, <laughs> but, but it is, I promise you. And so I'm, I'm not going to give a full message today, more so just an introduction to this uh, next series that we're jumping into. But seriously, I, I think that this is what the book of James is all about. We're going to take a deep dive into James um, over the next few weeks. And what James is going to do is he's, he's going to strip away the exterior and he's going to start with the interior, <laughs> who we are uh, on the inside. That's opposite sometimes of what we do in the church world, isn't it? Just to get real a little bit where we lead with the exterior, you know, with while God the whole time wants to look and talk about the interior because we operate out of identity. We, we do. And so whoever you say that you are and whatever your framework is for who you are, that's going to determine how you treat your friends, right? That's going to determine how you do your calendaring. That's going to determine, you know, what your schedule looks like. It's going to determine how you make your plans, how you spend your money even, Right? Some of you are tithers and, you know, your, your first 10%, it goes to the church. How you face situations in life, it's, it's all ultimately going to spring up out of your identity. And James has an identity and he starts with it. And I want you to see this, the very first verse of this letter, this is what it says. And he says, James, so he's, he's kind of introducing himself, James, and here comes the identity. This is amazing because we all walk into situations and we say, hi, you know, I'm Sean. And then you get to decide how you fill in the blank. I'm, I'm a pastor or I'm a mother or, you know, I'm a, I'm a business owner. And then next he says, hello, I'm James, everybody. I'm a servant of God 
and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nice to meet you. That's how he opens up. And, and, and that identity fleshes itself out in James' life. And so when he comes into our world inspired by Holy Spirit, writing the word of God, as he steps into our world, he first wants to sort of get down at the heart of our identity. And, and so he, he wants to ask the question, who do you see yourself as? And we'll, we'll see this more as we, we go into next week. And, you know, but the question that I kind of want to open up with and just kind of give us a teaser with this morning is, are you just like a Christian in a costume going through all the motions, you know, on your way to a, a costume party or has something truly happened to you and your identity has changed? You're, there's been a transformation because when our identity changes in Jesus, things happen. And James is going to unfold a whole lot of those things. And he's going to challenge us. He's going to get up in our grill. Jesus moves out of this little spiritual area of our lives that we kind of do sometimes when he says, you know, hey, you're free to do whatever you want to do on Sunday. You're free, you're free to do whatever you want to do in this little Bible study uh, that I'm in, in this little James journey that we're going on in the church. And, and you're free to do whatever you want. You just don't start moving over there into other squares of the chessboard because it's, this is my life. You know, we kind of box things in sometimes. This is my life. And you stay here and everything is good. We do that sometimes. And, and, and what James does is he sort of busts through the door and he says, are you, first of all, are you a follower of Jesus? If that's who you are, are you, are you truly, are you reborn? Are you born again? Are you, are, are you a son of God, a daughter of God? And, and how do you define yourself then? And how do you see your identity? And if you see yourself as born again, we use that language, spirit-filled, faith-filled, a son or a daughter of the king of kings, then that's going to impact things. In fact, this is, this is the whole premise of the, of the series, that changes everything. It changes absolutely everything. It changes everything. Not just something, but everything changes. And, and James opens it up and he says, if you're truly born again. You have a personal faith. It's going to affect the way that you talk to each other and about each other. Whoa, okay, that's big. <laughs> it's, it's, if you're truly born again, it's going to impact the way that you make your plans. Um, it's going to have an effect on the way you go through hardship. Hello? It's going to, the, the way that you face trials, James talks about that. Remember that part? He talks about that. We're going to go there. If you're truly born again, it really is who you are. It's going to impact the way that you process scripture, how you read even about Jesus and how he loves us. It's going to domino into and ultimately torpedo your pride. Hello? <laughs> and it's going to affect your attitude towards the poor. Something to think about, just, just, just as we go into the park today, they say maybe 20,000 going into the park this weekend. Memorial Park, if you're familiar with Rapid City, is where a lot of our street people and people that are homeless are hanging out. And so it is a big deal that you look them in the eye. If you're truly been changed, it's, it's gonna affect how you love people that are, don't have enough. 
It's gonna have some impact on the way that you deal with temptation, right? And it's gonna ultimately challenge you to prove and to walk out your faith. Thanks a lot, James, <laughs> right? <laughs> if it's real, it's not just an external costume. I'm acting like Michael Jackson for the evening at a party and I'm gonna put some rings on like Tom Brady, you know, tonight at the party because look, I've got the exterior down and, and that's gonna make me wanna act a little bit like them. I know how they act, I know how they talk. You, you see what I'm getting at? I know what they do. And so I'm gonna to try to, to fit into that role. I'm gonna to try to play the part. And James says, no, I wanna know, has your identity changed on the inside? True transformation happens in every single area of your life. When you grab a hold of faith and you grab onto Jesus. And I think if you sort of took James as a whole and looked you know, for the, the hinge verse, if you will, James is not a long book. You guys can read it um, all the way through before I get to next Sunday. In fact, I would encourage you to do that. Um, but if you looked for the hinge verse, if you will, that you might land at the, the last verse of chapter two. And we read it when we opened up today. It's a little bit of a challenging verse, especially in the modern church, because as he closes this section in chapter two, he comes down to verse 26 and we read it together. He says, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead. If you take the spirit out of the body, it's dead. As that is, so also faith apart from works is dead. Now, this is where some people will look at scripture and, and you know, faith without works is dead. That's what he said. It's right there. To put it another way, faith without works is a guy that, you know, also picked up a mask at the costume store and, and, and he put it on with a suit and he went in the elevator. <laughs> True faith proves itself and works itself out in every single area of our lives. And this is always the rub because those of us who have, you know, have been around the church for a while or, you know, been digging around in the Bible, we, we know that because the gospel is a message of grace. Because in Ephesians, if we look at it, if we look at what Paul says about this, Paul writes, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. Okay. What is going on? What, 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 I mean, do you, do you know this? You know, Paul said that, and then James comes back on the other end and he says this. And so which is it? So I'll, I'll just tell you right now, this house is a house of grace. <laughs> this is a grace place. Jesus' grace is a big deal here. Our King Jesus is a King of grace. And so we agree with Paul and our story is a story of grace. Our story is not you try your best, you work a little harder, you see if you can stack up enough good works to get into the kingdom of God. Our story is grace built a bridge <laughs> from heaven to earth for us. Grace did that for us. So our story is God did what we couldn't do. And our story is, you know, when we were dead, Jesus gave his life for us. Our story is we are saved by the working power of God through Jesus and him alone. So that's how you get into a relationship with God. But James now, he comes in and, you know, he, he, he says, we all know that Maybe we don't know, James is the brother of, of Jesus, the Christ. <laughs> and we'll get into that story a little bit next week. I'm excited to, to, to go deep on that. But James comes in and he says, yes, 
And there's also another side to the conversation. Let's not leave this out. We are saved by grace, but real grace and real faith are alive. And, and when they are alive and they move out through all the different areas of our life, and when they do, things change. And if you don't see things changing, you know, maybe we just have to ask the million dollar question, you know, is there real faith involved in the equation? So, so people will say, well, you know, I put my faith in Jesus and I prayed a prayer or I made a decision, et cetera. But they're living a lifestyle completely contrary to God. And the decision making is completely opposite of what would look like to, to see God on display in their life. So you, you know what I'm talking about. And, and so, but, but they're so confident maybe about some, you know, decision that they made or some, at some youth camp they were at or some decision card they filled out. And listen, I'm no one to judge anybody. Nobody has made you or me <laughs> the judge, right? But at some point in the back of your mind, we, we ask the question, is, is that real faith? And James is kind of digging. He's kind of get, that's what he does. If you've read the book of James, he kind of gets up in your grill, gets into your personal space. And, he's, and he says, you know, it's like, who is this guy? Who is this guy that, where did he come from? And why is he getting up in my grill all of a sudden? Why is he saying this stuff? And the reason why he's getting up in our grill is because of who he is and the experience uh, in his own life. And again, that's where we're going next week. So it's kind of a teaser. Come back. Don't miss part two. But that's where we're going. We're going we're gonna to show you the life of James, where the author of this book comes from, because it gives so much more perspective as we are reading this book. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to close this morning. I told you I was going to keep it short. We're going we're gonna to close with a song together. But I want to close this morning with this thought, and we'll build on this um, as we go through the, the series. So come back. But the difference from being a person in a costume and, and actually putting your faith in Jesus and becoming this, uh, a born-again son and daughter of God is having your identity changed. It's a transformation. That, it changes everything. And James is all about starting right there. <laughs> That's where he starts. That's the starting block of James. And then he's going to get into the nitty-gritty about taming our tongue. Oh, boy. <laughs> he's he's going to talk about our uh, suffering strong and through trials and through storms. He's going to get up in our business about temptation. He just goes there. He does. James is going to do all of that. But before he does, he says, I want to tell you about who I am. And he starts with this. I am a servant of God and a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you know James' story, he didn't start there because he was doubting who Jesus was at the beginning of the story. And again, we'll go there next week. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But when that happened in my life, when I made Jesus Lord, everything changed. Everything changed. God wants to change you from the inside out with a brand new identity. I want to invite the worship team to come on up. And we just want to close with a song that we want to teach you this morning. But, you know... I want to be the person that can, you know, say, you know, guess, guess what? I'm, I'm a servant of God, and I have made Jesus not just a friend and not just a shepherd, not just my buddy, and not just somebody who helps me through hard times. I have made him the Lord of my life. I have made him everything, and that's where James starts. And if you're standing in front of the mirror today, later on, going, I'm good, then James is not going to mean a thing to you. 
But if you're willing to admit, I need to take off the cheap imitation costume that I've been wearing, and I need to let Jesus all up in it <laughs> and take that thing off, then the book of James is gonna revolutionize your life. Um, you will not be the same person that you are right now in six weeks from the day as we go through this book because James just goes there because this word and this Jesus, he changes everything, amen? All right, I wanna close with this song and you can stand or you can sit. I, I, there's, there's no um, right way to do this, but um, I just I heard this song and I think it's gonna become an anthem for the church, I really do. Um, it's such a great song, a new song by, um, oh, what's their names? I'm blanking out now. Brian and Katie Torwalt, the guys that wrote Holy Spirit, if you know that song. I'm gonna, can you mute this one for me? Um, I guess I can mute it. Just got a lot of wires up here right now. <laughs> and I just thought it was such a beautiful song that would kind of bring us to a close this morning um, and maybe be even an anthem for us as we go through the book of James. So we want to sing it for you this morning and close with it. Your kingdom is simple, as simple as love. That's it. You welcome the children, you stop for the one. You want to see
What do you call a treasure? This world calls a curse. A smile become greeting. The last become first. Your kingdom is backwards. Lord, teach us to serve. that 
that kind of love that is so determined, so determined to chase us down, to be the Father God that just loves beyond anything that probably we can even comprehend. Lord, that that love would just transform us. Just rearrange us from the inside out. Any exterior costumes that we have on, <laughs> Lord, that you'd strip them away. God, your love changes everything. That's our prayer this morning. It's simple, but it's powerful. So Lord, as we go this morning, may we go as sent ones, Lord, carriers of your grace, carriers of your love, carriers of your light. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. He said he was the light of the world, but then he also said you. <laughs> it's you. You take the light that is me and take it to the world. So, Father, we thank you for this day. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. In your mighty name we pray. Amen.